My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today with an incredible guest. The guest I'm bringing on, Scott Tercy. He is an, he was an engineer by trade and now is an entrepreneur and business owner who runs caddesignshelp.com. He helps investors and companies really bring their ideas to real parts. You guys, he's also the host of the Engineering Entrepreneur podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. How's it going? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Scott. It's Friday. We're going to have a great conversation uh, to end off the week, but I know I kept my part quite brief. Do you mind filling in those gaps and telling us a bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So um, going back to 2002, I, I went into college. Uh, almost, I'm 39 now, so I'm almost 40 years old. And I uh, really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but my dad talked, my dad was an engineer, he talked to me into doing engineering. I figured it seemed like it paid well. I didn't, I didn't know better. I mean, I wish I knew then what I know now, probably would have done something different, but uh, I was always good at math and science in high school. So that's where I went. Um, when I graduated, you know, I got your standard design job, you know, designing things. But the reality is that most of these jobs, you don't get to do a lot of design Spent a lot of time just doing project management, going to meetings, answering emails, like very mundane tasks. On top of that, your salary is really limited. Like, while it starts off pretty good, it's not a lot of upward movement. Uh, unless you're going to become a manager, which puts you working even more hours. I mean, you know, you're working 40 hours a week, having to sit in a cubicle. So all these things, after a while, really didn't enjoy. Like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy not being able to go where I want when I wanted you know I had 10 days vacation for the entire year so you get sick for three days there's a third of it gone that get your car fixed there's there's another day gone so it's like there's just no time to do anything I want to do between having to go to this office and you know be there from eight to five every day and so I just I needed a way out of this and the easiest thing to me was like hey take my skills and basically be a freelancer um doing the same thing because then I can work remote, I can work for multiple people, and I can work any hours I need to work from any location, essentially. And that's what I did. So I started CAD Design Help in 2015. Um, you know, just a few clients at first. Did it on the side for a while, which I always recommend. Because, you know, you want to build it up to where you can go full time. And I actually got fired from the last job I was at because I was kind of doing this too much on the side and they kind of caught on. But it was a good thing in disguise because I was going to leave that job anyways. And once I had that extra 40 hours free, I was able to just really scale it. And for the first year or two, I did everything myself. But then I realized that, A, I started to work too many hours more than I wanted. But B, I was also reached a limit of like how much I can work in a week. So that's when I found, you know, contractors, uh, mostly overseas because of lower rates that could do a lot of this for me. That's really been the best thing I ever did because honestly, sometimes I have them do almost all the work. 
Um, so I can just have the entire week be free and they're, they're making me money, but I'll still do some of it some here and there. Some things they're not capable of, or I got to help out, which is fine. I still enjoy that kind of work. Cause I'm, I'm nowadays I'm doing the work I really wanted to do, which is actual, you know, design, not project management, not, you know, sitting in meetings about all kinds of unrelated things, which was my life before. So yeah, it's been pretty ideal. So I started out as just doing design, but you know, all inventors and companies that not all, but most of them that, that need a design, well, they want a physical part. So that's when I got into the 3d printing phase of the business. Um, and so, yeah, I can make all the parts, you know, that I'm designing in pretty much, you know, if it's, if it's out of plastic, at least on these machines. And, um, you know, it's been a good value add. And then on top of that, uh, I've expanded to where I've just created my own things that I make and I sell them online. So a lot of like sports stuff, like trophies, like the Super Bowl trophy or um, soccer trophies or the NHL trophy or, um, you know, uh, famous things from like various bands, like Led Zeppelin has a, has a kind of an object that they, that fans love, like kind of random stuff like this, but People love it. You know, some things have some utility. I've created this this plug for a Yeti cup to keep the water from spilling. Some things are like that. Some things are just for decoration. But either way, they're selling. So that's just another revenue stream uh, that I've created. So that kind of sums it up. Incredible. Well, thanks for taking the time to kind of tell us a little bit of the journey. Now, you pivoted from part-time to full-time. At the beginning of going full-time in your, in your business, what would you say was like the biggest turning point for you where you really started scaling? Was it having that extra time? Was it the delegation or let's talk about that. Yeah. I remember specifically one month, probably January of 16, 17 or 18, one of those months where, and it's a good problem to have, but I landed like normal month, normal month. I land three to four projects, let's say. I landed like 10 to 15 and I was like, I was making a ton of money, but I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm so far behind and like just stuff is piling up. That's where I really like found, you know, three good people to help me. And then I realized I was looking at them, like the numbers. And I was like, I mean, really, I should just go find work constantly and just give it all to these guys because that's how I scale this to where I just keep making more, like basically be the salesperson. It's kind of works. kind of hasn't, I mean, it's not easy to find like, you know, good, good job. Sometimes and it's kind of random. You know, I have inbound, a couple inbound lead sources, you know, uh, an app called Thumbtack I use. Um, I get my website ranks pretty well. I, I do invest some time into, you know, like the podcast, for example, that's marketing generation, like lead generation, you know, um, doing sponsored guests, blog posts, my own blog posts. So I get links from other sites, like that kind of stuff. But a lot of that's out of my control. So while I put some time into that, I've realized that like I can't just like I can't just like make cold calls to companies. So the inbound, right. the inbound is um, kind of random. But the money, the time I invest like into the podcast and other things, basically is directly related to like how much I bring in. So it's important for me to, to definitely spend time on that. Interesting. So how much time do you spend a week typically? You know, on podcasts or hosting your own show? Um, I usually post 
once every two weeks on my show, or if I can do it, I'll do it every week. But I don't have a set schedule, but I, I generally try to release one on Monday of most weeks. Um, and then I just keep it like a, a like a, I get a lot of people that found my show. It's been around for a long time. I got 135 episodes, so I get requests all the time to be on the show, and I accept most people. You know, they got an interesting story related to some you know some type of design or invention or engineering, anything like kind of you know in that space. And so I, I have a lot of people that want to come on. And so it's not and like, you know, I keep a try to do one or two recordings a week. So I'm like always ahead where I have a, you know, a, a perfect backlog yeah. of you know people to, to like post episodes for. Amazing. So with your podcast, do you find that you bring in a lot of, uh, you know, guests that end up being potential clients or people that come from the podcast saying oh i've binge watched your episodes i need to work with you yeah that happens sometimes it's it's really more people that have listened to the show that you know end up working with me more than the guests that i've had the guests i've had a lot of them are like slightly different industries but you know it, these connections are always valuable you know i just got yeah. a day where this guy had been on my show a year ago and he's like hey you know uh, this guy is a friend of mine. He needs a guy to design this thing. And I remember coming on your shows. It's like all those things just help. It's just like going to networking in person. It's like when when somebody needs that, they would always rather go to somebody they met over just going to Google, right? Because there's like hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you get some I, good referrals, the other week I went and they and Charlotte had this uh, startup pitch competition where. It was pretty simple. It was like, you know, there was a, it was a have talent and need talent. So like, I'm a have talent guy, right? Like, Hey, this is my company. This is what we do. I go up there and give my elevator pitch, you know, for 60 seconds, you know, the, and then the next guy is a need talent. Well, they're a company that needs software programmers and, you know, a marketing person, whatever. And it's like, it goes back and forth. So, you know, going up there and doing that, you know, public speaking for 60 seconds, you know, all those people heard me but also like i'm there at this event talking to other people and you know connections are made so you know during covid obviously that was tough now that we're back in person you know i'm able to do those more but the podcast is just like that but you know virtual 100 percent, i love it now as a successful entrepreneur that you are today for all my entrepreneurs that are listening that are struggling you know it's such a roller coaster sometimes you know the ups and downs of the journey to get to where you need to be or where you're, you're, you're happy. Um, what would you say are some of some tips and tricks that you see in yourself and other successful entrepreneurs, any common hyper traits that they follow in order to get to the, the success that they're looking for? Yeah. You've got to have thick skin and you've got to be self-motivated. Like perfect example, my wife, you know, she just, she couldn't, there's no way she could do it because she needs someone to tell her, Hey, you need to be at this office from eight to five. And here's what you're doing. If you're that type of person, this is not for you. You need the type of person who's first of all, you have a goal. Like, what do I want to achieve? Well, my, the biggest thing for me was a lifestyle. It wasn't money. I mean, it was money is part of the lifestyle, but it's not money at, at all costs. It's money and time. I always, even when I look at new opportunities for me, it's always how much of this, how much is this going to cost me my time? And if it costs me all my time, I don't care how much money it's worth. It's not worth it because I'm an outdoor kinds of guy. I like to play golf. I like to go hiking and do stuff. And if I can't do that, it's pointless to me. Like a million dollars isn't worth it. You know, if I I can't all anymore. 
So that's kind of the first thing you need to like have a goal. Once you have your goal, to me as an engineer, I'd always just think, how do I back calculate? A good book to read is uh, The 4-Hour Workweek from Tim Ferriss. I mean, everyone talks about that book, but that's literally what he says. He's like, hey, what's your goal here? And then you can go back, calculate how much money you need to make and what you need to do to get there. And, and that was pretty much it for me. So like when things got slow, like it's a roller coaster ride. Well, anytime things get slow, now I have time on my side and I can get creative and try new things, learn new skills. And that's where I got into like uh, creating my own stuff because I had these 3D printers from doing work for clients and I had no clients at some, it happens all the time. I'll go through a couple of weeks stretch. I have no active projects. Well, that's a perfect opportunity for me to come up with something on my own and put it on Etsy and start selling it. And that's actually almost better in some ways because that becomes recurring revenue and very, very passive. Once I create right. this thing and I sell it, I mean, with 3D printing, I can print one at a time. So if somebody buys one, I just make one, somebody buys it, make another one. Now, if it's selling like crazy, I'll make like 10. So I have a inventory but point being is like once i've created design once i'm not trading time for money anymore like somebody buys it i hit the print button on my machine and i go do my thing you know the machine takes care of it so like creating assets like that you know and and just other revenue streams is is huge because that's really evened it out you know sometimes everything's up sometimes just that's up sometimes just the client work is up but you know you know and on top of that i've got podcast sponsorship money i've got uh, an online course i created which is actually for people that want to do what i did specifically for engineering it's it's literally called the uh the engineering um well i gotta look it up on my, on my website i haven't looked at it in a few weeks but it's it's oh, the engineering preneur course that's what it's called you can find it on my website at the, at the top um and you know i just there's just other things i do so i just diversify a lot i don't ever put all my uh my eggs in one basket, as I say. I love it. Yeah. And you mentioned something very interesting, which is, I think, very important. You know, we're all going to go through small, uh, slow t- periods, like 100%. I mean, every business, right? During that time, don't just sit around moping, right? That's the time you, no, you have time you on your side, like you said. You've got to be active because, you know, again, time, in my opinion, time is your most valuable resource. And when you have time like that, it, I think of it as an opportunity to do whatever, like you can learn a new skill that could be worth so much, you know, you got to think long-term, like a lot of people just like, you know, know, I was like, okay, like just, you know, if you go work a job, like paid by the hour, well, I mean, that's all you're going to ever have. There's no, you can't scale that. So, you know, I'm always thinking like, what is scalable here? A hundred percent. Yeah. Now scaling. Let's talk, we've touched on it. I know we've touched on it, but you just, you have a lot behind that. And I think, do you mind even diving in deeper as to the best ways to scale or that the best ways that were scalable for you that has worked within your company? I know we've touched on it, but if you want to go even deeper. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, when I noticed when I needed the scale was when I had so much coming. I'm, not, I'm never going to turn down an opportunity like another client. Like I might... I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. I will turn down an opportunity if I can see a big problem with it. Like one example is this guy wanted me to physically sit with him for 40 hours a week. Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that because I knew that it was basically going to be like a full-time job. And if he ends the contract, um, I've got nothing in the pipeline. So 
those that was like one of the very few opportunities I've ever turned out. But most opportunities I don't because you know why would I? So when I knew I needed to scale was when so much was coming in that I couldn't do it on myself anymore. At least not without having deadlines pushed way out, you know, which is going to be a problem for the client. So that's when I was right. like, okay, the only way to fulfill this is to bring on help. And obviously, you know, I have to pay them something, but it's still a percent, only a fraction of what I'm bringing in total for the project. So it makes complete sense to, you know, pay someone, you know, a hundred dollars in, I'm getting a thousand of the project, for example, you know, and then I can bring in another one and another one. And that's, that's literally what scaling is to get there right. though. You first have to have that much coming in and to do that, it, you know, you got to put a little bit of work into your marketing and, you know, maybe you need to hire somebody, maybe not, you know, it depends on how you want to do it, but you got to put that, that marketing effort in to get, you know, get, to get found out there. But, you know, once that happens, then you can, you can, this kind of process can start. hundred percent. Love it. Now let's talk a little bit about your podcast a little bit deeper. You know, what, what were the intentions when you started it? And I mean, where are you at today with it? I know that you're on lots of different shows. I mean, you, I know that you mentioned you do what every Monday you typically release an episode. Um, now, what were the challenges when starting a podcast and how did you overcome those? Yeah, I mean, I had to learn everything there is about it, but in this, you know, outside of like really complex stuff, it's not that complicated. Uh, outside of like really complex stuff, you know, anybody can do this. It's just, are you willing to put in the work, right? So you go to Google, type in literally how to start a podcast. There's probably hundreds of articles. I'm sure that's what I did six years ago. I started it and I just figured it out. Um, you know, it was a challenge. The very first, the very first few I edited myself. I think it's important. I think it's good to, to do, to learn enough about something that you know how someone else is going to do it. If you outsource it, instead of just blindly outsourcing it, because then you you know you, you might get ripped off if you don't know anything. So it's good to know. So you know, once I did a few, I hired a company and started editing them. Like you gotta spend a little bit of money on it. But I mean a podcast is so powerful because it's so specific to whatever you're doing that the people that are listening to it are literally your audio, you know, colleagues slash customers, like people that, right. that are in your industry. So it's it's a hundred percent worth it. And now that Absolutely. I've been doing it for so long, like it's like anything else. Like once you once you get the hang of it, you can you can get through the whole process so much faster. Like I'm sure you record this show in like batches, like like uh, Johnny Dumas with the uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. Just it's like a whole system that's just like a machine, right? Once you get right. it down, you can get all this stuff done so quick. But the beginning, hundred oh, percent. The beginning is hard because yeah, you got to learn all the stuff that you need to do and how to upload it the show notes and the artwork, like it's all these little small things, but it's nothing that really anybody, you know, can't figure out if you just spend the time figuring it out. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people just, there is, you know, statistics on pod fate where people have like seven to nine episodes when they just quit. Now, have you heard about that as well, Scott? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like a lot of things. It's like, Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to like doing it enough. If you want to get to the point where you get sponsorships or it's actually, a useful asset for you, you just have to push through. You just have to do it. And, and if you hate doing it, yeah, you're probably going to give up after five or six. But I never really hated it. I don't know. I found it interesting to talk to like tons of different people. And maybe not everything was super relevant to me, 
but I still learned a ton. And it's it's not like you talking to people for five hours. It's 30 to 45 minutes generally. Like, so it's not a huge amount of time, but you, you kind of learn things you probably wouldn't learn any other way when you talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Like there's just some things that don't exist on Google or things that you wouldn't even think to, to type in to Google, you know, until you talk to this person. And I think that's, that's one of the kind of reasons I guess I kept doing it. I just, I just, even if it made me no money, I just enjoyed doing it enough to keep doing it as long as I have. Now I've had stretches where I did post for like a month and stuff or, you know, but, but I've, I've never given up and I just don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Love it. You're built for it. For that exact reason. Love it. You have to be passionate about it, right? So, Scott, I like to ask this question every so often on my podcast episodes. Now, as an entrepreneur, I like to see what they think, what entrepreneurs think. If Say they wanted to double, I mean, for yourself, for example, okay, if you wanted to double or triple your revenue in about a year's time, what are some things that you would have to change? Yeah, I mean, I I work probably 20 to 30 hours a week. I'd have to work a lot more. And in you know, given the lifestyle that I want to live, I just, I don't think I'm willing to do that. So yeah, but that's fine. I'm okay with it. Like the money I make is, is good enough for the life I want to live. Right. So there's no, there's not enough motivation there to give up all that extra time that I do the things I like to do, but it could be done. I think, I think it could be done. I mean, there's no guarantee, but I think, you know, if I work twice as many hours, I would put a lot, I would probably try to develop like a, kind of more like maybe like a more of a high-end product that I, that I could maybe get patented something like that yeah um, yeah that would be but it would be a lot of work right so I would have that's a trade-off that I don't really want to, um, right and also to. you answer that really nicely because you know I think a lot of us are so you know we have to look at it from a different perspective like you said what's your goal what what do you want from life and you know, is it the money or is it like, you know, I think we should be doing things that gives us freedom, you know, to enjoy our life and not just be all about the money. Right. And I'll also <laughs> a lot of, if you focus on it from like a perspective of, okay, how many people can I help? You know, how many people's lives can I change by offering this product or service? Um, you know, if you're, you're coming at it from that place, instead of like just a salesy place, like I feel like you attract more people anyway. Right more ideal clientele for sure absolutely i mean i think you know what you're selling the whole point is like hey you can help them out and do it um but generally what i found is that is that people will find you in this day and age like making i've tried making cold calls and stuff and it's just really hard because if somebody wants something they're gonna they're gonna go look for it so like the fact that you might call them exactly when they're looking for what you need it's kind of doesn't work. Yeah. Right. But, but but that's where networking comes in because it's more of one of those things where it's like, hey, I just want to talk to you and get to know you. And here's what I do. And then just keep me in mind. Right. So it's like, it's more of a long game, but that works a lot better. And that's where, like, you know, networking events are great because that's what you do. You just kind of go there and talk to people. And, and you know, if they need what you're selling, hopefully they'll remember you. I mean, generally, if you meet them in person, they, they will. Um, and so I think that's like, you know, a really good way to, to kind of, you know, grow the business is doing things like that. 100%. Scott, what is your biggest focus for the next three to six months within the business, within the podcast? Yeah, I want to um, I want to be consistent on, on creating more of my own stuff. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a goal of putting out a new product online every month, and that really was good. And I kind of fell away from that. So I want to get back on that. Um, I'm trying some new marketing things. 
Um, you know, I don't have time to go do networking events every day. And you know, there's only so many, even in a city as large as I'm in. So I'm going to try some some different. I'm going to try to be an uh, advertiser on um, it's a radio show slash podcast, but it's very specific to like what I'm doing. They have a pretty big following. So I'm going to be a sponsor for that, which I've never tried. I want to get away from the Thumbtack app. What I what I found with that app in the beginning, it was decent, but now a lot of, it's been a lot of like really low end clients that have no budget, aren't really uh, paying. Yeah, low end clients. Yeah, and just it's just it's gotten worse. Like where people like you know have no budget, aren't realistic. Um, the app is charging way too much. They used to charge five dollars a lead, now it's twenty five. So I want to get away from using this app if I can't. If I can replace it. Problem is, I'm still getting like 30, 40, 30 to 40% of my actual customers from it. Like, I get some good ones, oh, okay. but I get so many bad ones. And here's the thing like I said, they charge $25 no matter what. Like, just talk to the person, even if they have no intention of actually hiring you. Like, they're just curious and they throw it on there. Like, they're waste, it's wasting my budget, but there's enough good ones still to justify it. But the ROI is so much worse. It's like it, it used to be 10x. Every dollar I put in, I got ten dollars out. Now it's down to like two. So yes, oh, while wow. it's still profitable, the, the ROI has got so low that I'm trying to find a better source. So that's one of the things I'm going to be doing is, is be like I said, be a sponsor on this other radio show. Um, you know, because they really are my ideal client. Hopefully, you know that investment will turn out to be a lot better than this app that I've been using. Right. Yeah. Shift it. Um, yeah. It's really hard to <laughs> stick through with something that's not giving you that ROI. You know, we can't trade our time for money. And it's if it's not building the the ROI that you're happy with, then it's it's hard to want to continue with it. Right. Right. Exactly. Like I've tried Google ads and just Facebook ads and, and those have been terrible, like literally negative ROI, like not even making my money back. So it's like you, you, you know, can't not, be not yeah. very long before they're going to move on to start something different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Scott, this has been absolutely amazing. Thanks for coming on here and adding so much value for myself and my listeners. Now, I just want to give you the next minute to talk about anything, any bits or pieces that we might have missed that you want to share with my audience, anything coming up within the business or something that you have to offer, um, and also the best way to reach you if anyone's looking to get connected. Yeah, I'd like more people to try to check out my online course. I think there's a lot of value in that. I used to get emails almost every week from other engineers like hey how did you do this and i was like like that's why i created the course was like literally give the blueprint of like what i talked about on here but in way more detail right and all written out for you uh in in videos and everything so you know if you go to the uh my website cadesignhelp.com and look in the top bar for the engineering uh engineeringpreneur online course you'll see that there and then the contact me um my email is info at cadesignhelp.com um, and again, my website is caddesignhelp.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Scott, again, for taking the time out of your day to come on here and share everything with my listeners. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Scott Tarsi did today to talk about what you got going on in the business and the podcast, please go to top100interview.com. You guys, if you're looking to connect with Scott, please go to info at caddydesignhelp.com and he will get back to you as well. Thanks guys. Thank you. Hey everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe and here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.